This is the Neptune Now podcast, where we shine the spotlight on our incredible Neptune radio partners. They are leaders, they are trailblazers, and they're inspirational to so many people around them. It's time for the Neptune Now podcast. If you drive down Interstate 20 in East Texas and you go past Canton, about halfway between Dallas and Tyler, you can't help but notice Yesterland Farm. It was created by Chuck and Cam Bozeman in 2011, but in reality, the roots of the farm go back much farther than that. But there was absolutely nothing about Chuck and Cam's life prior to buying a piece of property in the mid-90s that would have given anyone a clue that things would turn out like they have. Chuck was a fireman, Kama was a medical administrator, but they, along with their kids, Jordan and Brock, and a very special Great Dane named Rudy, made Yesterland Farm one of the top agritainment venues in the United States. On this episode of the Neptune Now podcast, we visit with Kama Bozeman of Yesterland Farm. So let's get started. And now we welcome to the uh, Neptune Now podcast, Kama Bozeman from Yesterland Farm in uh, wonderful Van Zant County, America, here in uh, Texas. Kama, glad to have you with us here today. Hey, it's great to be here, Eric. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, many of our uh, partners at Neptune Radio, um, some of them we've known for five minutes and some of them we've known for five years. Um, in the situation with you and Chuck and Yesterland Farm, I've had a front row seat for uh, uh, 25 years now, I think, something like that. Um, it has been quite the journey for you guys. So as we start, why don't you just kind of tell folks how Yesterland Farm came to be, not what it is today, but what you guys initially started it out to be? Well, we uh, are both city slickers. <laughs> we both were born and raised in Dallas, Texas. And um, my husband was a professional firefighter in a suburb of Dallas, Rowlett, and I was a medical administrator, and we decided we wanted to get out of Dodge. And so uh, I was 28, and he was 30 when we started looking for land, and um, Canton was kind of the first place in East Texas that had a little bit of a role to it. And uh, so we decided to buy some land, and that particular piece of property had a coal lease on it, like as in they could strip mine for coal and had a gas pipeline going through it. And so it was having a hard time selling and it was just a cow pasture. That was all there was to it. So uh, we started uh, preparing fence lines, taking out some cross fencing. And um, honestly, I we called it a tractor pull. I was stuck. So he pulled me out and he was stuck. So I vice versa. So uh, we learned all our lessons the hard way. <laughs> but that's the way it got started. We bought the land in 1994. And initially, it was going to be all about Christmas trees. That's what you guys got started with. And that's what I remember, um, um, the start of. In fact, did you even, it wasn't even called Yesterland Farm. Then it was Canton Christmas Tree Farm. Is that right? That's correct. Yes, it was the yeah. Canton Christmas Tree Farm. Yeah. So you guys did that. And I remember um, early on. We bought a couple of Christmas trees from you guys, and our kids loved it. We loved coming out there to do that. And you really became part of the community through that, didn't you? Uh, yes, actually. we um, Chuck and I moved to our family to Canton in 1998. And at that time, we had a one-year-old son, Brock, and a, a six-year-old daughter, Jordan, actually seven-year-old. She came here and moved into second grade. 
and um, we kind of infiltrated before we got started uh, with the Christmas tree farm. We both had to have other jobs to support what I called our farm habit. So I became a professional real estate appraiser. And um, so between our firefighter and um, uh, real estate business, it helped us to pay for our farm habit. So you uh, start out with Christmas trees. And again, myself and hundreds and hundreds of other uh, people in East Texas were coming to buy Christmas trees from you. But somewhere along the way, you guys decided, what if we did a little bit more? Tell us about what was the uh, genesis of that and and how you started and how it grew into the just uh, amazing uh, agritainment facility that Yesterland Farm is today. Well, as you know, Van Zandt County is a rather small uh, county. It has a total population of, uh, gosh, 52,000. And at the time, it was even less than that. And so if people were driving from Dallas or Tyler, they had a, you know, a pretty good drive on them. So we felt like if they're going to make the effort and time uh, and investment to drive to us, we want to give them something to do when they get here besides just a Christmas tree. And uh, traditional for uh, choose and cut Christmas tree farms, they had raisin garland, maybe a small gift shop and a hayride, maybe a few animals and a little bit of concession to eat when they got here. So uh, we kind of started with that with a hayride. And um, our second year, Chuck built us a little barrel train that we pulled behind a small tractor. And um, we had my sister brought her horse over and we gave little pony rides. And um, it, it, you know, it was literally a tra regular trailer with hay on it. And we had two porta potties down in the uh, down in the parking lot and a tent and we had a generator for power and we literally barreled in water or we got water from our next door neighbor. So that's how we got our big start right there in 2000. That was the year of the hanging Chad. Yeah. <laughs> the, the election was going yeah. on at that time when we were going through all of that, deciding who was going to be president. I know that you are a big part um, today of the uh, agritainment community um, through the uh, organization, the Maze, and there's there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of a uh, lot of folks in that community, and it, just so much fun. We've enjoyed being part of that in a big way at Neptune Radio. Um, you guys were our first neptune radio partner in the agritainment world i didn't even know what it was until uh, uh you uh, told me about that how instrumental was that community and that world in helping you guys get started and grow uh yesterland farm and when did it, and when did and when did it become yesterland farm when did you actually start All doing that, that happened in 2011 in 2011 um, we were kind of looking around we had not really found much success um, we had started a fall festival back in 2008 we started adding some amusement rides in 2008 um, we did school field trips along the way as well but not to any large scale and um, so we uh, went to look around at other websites and found kind of a common theme and that several that uh, we liked uh, had uh, a membership with the Maze Group. And so we checked into that and went to a conference in Raleigh, North Carolina in 2011. And that is when we um, hired a new web designer, a very talented lady named Sylvia Rankin. And she did us a new website and helped us get going on uh, blogging and, you know, all kinds of good stuff, as well as um, we learned so much from all our maze partners, people that did around the country. And that's when we became Yesterland Farm. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, over the last uh, six, seven years, I've been able to meet a lot of those uh, people around the country as well. What an incredible group of people who like to see other people succeed. A uh, lot of a uh, lot of uh, camaraderie there and a lot of folks uh, in that organization from Michigan and from Texas and from California, North Carolina, that really uh, help each other out in a big way, don't they? Absolutely. We um, have a common uh, group on Facebook that we can ask questions. Hey, what are you using to serve your pizza on or whatever? We have different questions. You know, what are you using for inventory? And uh, that's really helpful. People are able to uh, share their likes and dislikes about different uh, different items, different vendors, different um, matter of fact, radio. We get we, I've gotten several questions about uh, radio. And of course, I'm a big fan of Neptune and what a great job you guys do for us. And you take expert care of us. And so it's things like that that we're able to share with one another. That's really been a very helpful in, in our success. So Yesterland Farm, uh, starting 12 years ago, 2011, um, starts what it really is today and grows and grows and grows. Was there any time in 2011, as you started with that rebrand and that new thing that you and Chuck had any um, any kind of idea of what it was going to look like when you drive by on Interstate 20 today? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Um, in in uh, Well, I told you we added our first amusement rides in 20. Uh, 2008, because we had bought some inflatables and uh, somebody cut the, the bolt on the gate and came in and stole two inflatables. Well, three inflatables. We were not going to let people steal our stuff. We were going to have to concrete this stuff. In. <laughs> and that was the birth of the first amusement ride, which was a different thing. Most other farms have not started doing that until recently. So that's kind of set us mm -hmm. apart for quite some time. Mm hmm. Well, you guys have uh, uh, certainly grown a ton um, over the last few years. It has not been without challenges, including um, Mother Nature. Yeah. Uh, not only do you have the corn maze and you have to worry about making sure that's watered and grows and everything like that, but occasionally there'll be a curveball called a big giant tornado that yeah. comes through. Talk about what that was like. Um, I'm being fairly close by and having family and friends in Van Zandt County. Um, um, again, had a front row seat for that. But just talk about that experience and what it was like to, to see so much of what you guys had done literally just get wiped away in a matter of moments. Well, that was uh, April 29th of 2017. Uh, there were nine total tornadoes in Van Zandt County that night. And one particular one that came through was um, on the ground for like 40 miles. And uh, that was the one that hit us. And uh, it took out about, I think, eight buildings, either totally destroyed or uh, devastated them uh, that needed major repairs. But honestly, we took that as an opportunity to make some, make some lemonade from the lemons that we were given. The Lord gave us an opportunity to rearrange our farm knowing what we had learned in the previous like 15, 16 years of business. And so that gave us an opportunity and we added um, Twister Town at that time. And um, I can't tell you how many customers have said that tornado is the best thing that ever happened to Yesterland Farm. <laughs> <laughs> and we kind of have to agree with them, you know, it, it was a challenge at the time. It was a big financial burden, but um it, it it was well worth it. It was it was a good thing actually overall. Uh, petting zoo and animals are a big part of Yesterland Farm. Um, I it's been it's been a little bit since I've been there. Um, what do we have today? 
what what what's what's the animal lineup at Yester Land Farm look like? Uh, oh gosh, in I'll miss somebody, I'm sure, because we've got all the standard farm animals, you know, like sheep and goats and bunny rabbits and chickens and but we got peacocks and cockatoos and um our one of our main feature animals is our lemurs. We have Ricky and Lucy, and we have Coco, our camel, and uh we have a couple of kangaroos and uh, you know, other birds and groundhogs and turkeys and, you know, that's donkeys, ponies. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, uh, it's not just you and Chuck doing this by yourself anymore. You've got folks, uh, you've got, you've got a lot of folks involved helping you, don't you? Yes. Last year, uh, in 2023, we had 300, uh, yeah, 339 W2s. So we had quite the crew. Um, uh, not all of those are, you know, there the whole year, but they're part-time seasonal. And then we have a crew of full-time workers that help us. And honestly, they're more than workers. They're family. They are the backbone to this place. And um, we are so pleased and so blessed to have a great team that surrounds us and supports us because every job at Yesterland Farm belongs to Chuck and Kim Bozeman from cleaning toilets to picking up trash to scheduling to, you know, greeting every guest. But we choose to, of course, out of necessity as well, to delegate those jobs. And uh, they do a great job of filling that, that need to have a, a great team around us. You bet. Um, uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to try to ask this question without uh, tearing up any. And, oh, uh, and I'm going to surprise you a little bit on it too, okay? Um, when we talk about animals at Yesterland Farm, uh, we have to talk um, about Rudy, uh, the, the uh, Great Dane. Um, when you got Rudy as a puppy, did you ever think that's going to be the uh, mascot for the entire farm and on all of our marketing and everything like that? And tell folks about Rudy as well that, that don't know about him. Well, in 2013, uh, Chuck and I moved to the farm with our family and we built a, a log house there on the farm. And while we were building, we had already sold our house in uh, town and uh, we're living out in an RV. And uh, we knew somebody that had some fawn Great Danes and Chuck wanted a big dog that went, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so <laughs> one day I had one at the house. And um, so I was like, are you sure while we're living in an RV with our 16-year-old son and we have another dog, we want to add a puppy to this mix while we're trying to be in season and uh, building a house? And he was like, yes. So we picked Rudy out, um, and uh, this is the best decision. He's the best dog. I've always had dogs, and I've always loved dogs, but he was a special one. He had a special power to make anybody love them or feel special. Um, so many guests, you know, he'd lean on them. Oh, he likes me. Oh, yeah, he likes you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he was a part of the marketing because people asked about him. They wanted to see him. He kept up with me. I didn't have to keep up with him and um, just super loyal, very protective. And um, but, you know, the kids loved him. Adults loved him. They wanted to have an annual picture with him. So, yeah, he has his own magnets. Uh, we we theme him by the year. So we have a bunny Rudy and we have a Santa Rudy and we have a vampire Rudy. And um, we have uh, his own hoodies and T-shirts. And yeah, yeah. He's, he's the guy. 
He was a, he was a wonderful dog. We lost Rudy uh, within the last uh, year or so, but boy, what a what a wonderful blessing he was. And I thought he liked me, oh. but now you say he liked everybody. So I I, I don't feel quite as special he as I have like for all these years. <laughs> Sure he did. Uh, so you guys have different seasons. The fall season obviously is big, but you guys also do a, 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 a spring season and a Christmas season. Talk about what the what the year looks like at Yesterland Farm. Well, last weekend we got Bunny Palooza kicked off and um, to a kind of a cold start. And now we're going to be in uh, T-shirts and shorts this coming weekend. It's a four season, four weekend uh, event on the weekends. And we're open Good Friday Saturday and Easter Sunday is our final day. And um, so that's become a really nice event for us in the spring. And of course, we do Easter egg hunts, pictures with the Easter bunny. And we have uh, pictures with a baby lamb and uh, Easter themed hayride through the woods and live duck races and candy cannon blasts and, you know, all the amusement rides. It's fun. And then our fall festival is our is our Mac Daddy. I mean, it's the big one. It's uh, eight weeks long, uh, lots of field trips. We do our spectacular nights, which is no blood, guts, or gore. And it is a um, just a family-friendly uh, spooky time with a creepy corn maze and um, a lighted ride-through trail that's Halloween-themed and, you know, all the other fun stuff that goes with all of that stuff, fireworks and such. And then our um, final season is our Christmas carnival, which is what we started with was Christmas trees. But in uh, 2000, we knew we needed space because everybody wanted to be outside in 2000. And so we um, felt like the real tree choose and cut business was really a dying business. We could see the trend. So we needed that real estate. It was pretty core to central of our farm. So we took out the trees in 2020 and all that's now amusement rides concession stands that's where we do our easter egg hunts um so the the christmas carnival we expanded last year into the evening which we had never done before and uh so lighted trails lighted buildings and uh this year in 2023 we're adding a snow tubing hill and a snow play area so that's going to be wow. a big hit we're excited for that so those are our three seasons, along with spring field trips, fall pumpkin field trips, and Christmas field trips, uh, educational for the schools throughout those seasons. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Just real quick, um, that is interspersed with your three big seasons are those field trips. And uh, I know oftentimes when I drive by on I-20, I'll see school buses out there. And boy... I I just, I've got to imagine that elementary kids, this is the best field trip they get every year. They must have a blast. Absolutely. And once again, our team make it that. Um, I tell them at the beginning of the season, you know, we're, when these kids come, we're going to be the best part of their day. For sure, we're the best part of their day. But we might be the best part of their week, month, year, um, maybe the, be the brightest spot of the whole life. And um, we know that that some kids can have a really rough life and we are looking for those. We ask God to open our eyes to those kiddos to give those high fives and attaboys. And we're glad you're here. Kind of, uh, you know, you get one hug and I'm telling you, it's a gang hug. You, it's, it's a blessing. These field trips are very special. They're very dear to my heart. 
two two final uh, questions for you. Um, um, ownership uh, of any kind of business can be challenging, but when you have 330 or 40 uh, W-2s, there's a whole lot of people involved. You literally have a lot of moving parts, human and non-human, uh, at Yesterland Land Farm. Uh, what keeps you and Chuck going? What keeps you going on this uh, year after year? And not only just going, but making it bigger and better all the time. Well, so first of all, Chuck is my best friend. And we enjoy each other. We enjoy being together and uh, we work really well together. Uh, he has his lane and I have my lane and uh, we, you know, consult each other on those lanes. And uh, sometimes we cross over <laughs> when needed. But um, that's a big part of it, I do believe. Um, you know, uh, knowing that this is so much bigger than us and what a blessing it is to be able to serve our guests as they come. The team, you know, like I said, our, our team leadership starts at the top and every job belongs to Chuck and Cama Bozeman, but we want to, uh, of course, have our guests have the best experience. But before that even begins, we want our team to have the best experience because if they are enjoying what they're doing and enjoying their family, then they are, that's what we call each other is our family then they are going to, that joy is going to spill out and over onto our guests and to one another. So we say, who are you serving? You're serving one another and we're serving our guests. And so it is about uh, serving one another, you know, and I, I wholeheartedly believe that. And um, it's all about attitude. You know, it is about, um, I'd rather have somebody that is uh, less talented and has a good attitude uh, a way over somebody that's super talented and has a bad attitude. So attitude is key. And um, I recently read a book called The Go-Giver, and I highly recommend it. And it talks about have, giving more value than what you take in payment. And I believe that both uh, from an employer, employee standpoint, as well as our guests. I want to err on uh, their side. I want them to get that extra, whatever it is. And so we do a lot of bonusing and a lot of fun stuff. Like we give a motorcycle away to our, um, to our employees, uh, it, to, to one particular one, they, they have bonusing and that's one of their things is to get some fun stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's a, yeah. a our, our big family party is a fun thing in the fall. Okay. One last question for you. What is your favorite part of what you get to do at Yesterland Farm. What's the favorite thing you do? I love being out, seeing people enjoy the farm. That is by far my favorite part. I, I really enjoy being out, seeing people interact with our team and uh, enjoying what we've built over the years because it has been a build. It, you know, it's, it's add this, add this, add this, take this out, add this, take this out, rearrange, you know, that kind of thing, updo. Um, and it's it's a blessing, you know, when people say, oh, we've been coming for years and, you know, it's our tradition. It's our fall tradition. It's our Christmas tradition. Um, we're becoming people's Easter afternoon tradition, you know, go to church in the morning and come out and enjoy an Easter egg hunt and fun with the family. And, and, and that is mm -hmm. a big blessing. That's the best part. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Kama. Uh, when when I sat down with you and Chuck, um, I don't even know how many years ago it that was, was now, six, seven, eight years ago. 
2015 mm-hmm. um, to talk about putting Neptune Radio in place at Yesterland Farm. I did not know what agritainment meant. I had never heard of the maze. I had never heard of any of this. And now we've got about, uh, I think, just at 80 different agritainment partners around the country. Wow. But it all started with you guys. And so we are we are very thankful for you guys uh, in that regard. Thanks for being a great Neptune Radio partner with us. Well, it is a joy to be part of the Neptune family. Thanks again to Kama Bozeman for joining us on this episode of the Neptune Now podcast. Our producer is Ryan Huddle, audio engineering and music provided by Cade LaPuncher. And our contributors include Kinsey Featherston, Cade Lowen, and Drew Rourke. I'm Eric Jantra. Thanks for joining us. And we'll be back again soon with another episode of the Neptune Now podcast.